Guys are streaming into the Auerbach Center early with one notable exception. Plus, just say no to a buddy heel trade, and I will give you a guide to going to a Celtics game, home and road. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. And I'm here for you every Monday through Friday with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to your device if you subscribe. So hit that subscribe button and watch the shows just show up on your device as they publish. Do the same thing on YouTube, ring the bell there. Get notified when I drop a video, hop into the comment section. Let me know your opinion. I'm John Corrales. I played a long, long time ago. Now I'm watching basketball and I'm covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NBA. Enter the promo code LOCKDOWNNBA for a free water bottle with any purchase. You don't want to take your Bird Dogs off. I know you won't. We promise you that. Later on, you know, look, it's a Friday. It's... We're relaxing. We're chilling. This is a, a a very casual day, casual show. Not a lot happening in Celtics world. I'll, I'll run through a couple of little news items. Uh, we'll talk in the second segment about Buddy Heald and whether the Celtics should have any interest in Buddy Heald. As you could probably tell from my cold open, I don't think they should. And later on, we're just going to have some fun. Uh, I got asked a couple of questions about Celtics games, home and road. So we'll do a little guide, a little, hey, you want to go to a Celtics game? I'll give you my best my best info. But let's start here. I just want to start by like having fun and commending the guys for streaming into the Arback Center, getting in there early. The place, according to Brad Stevens, as was noted on the Boston Globe, it's been pretty full for the past few weeks. Guys are starting to filter in there, I think led by Al Horford. So Al is in there getting a jump on things. That's good to see. It's Al showing leadership by being one of the first guys in there when he's, you know, the OG. He can show up whenever he wants. Uh, and I think he getting in there early is just a, a nice kind of, hey, guys, if you want to win, uh, I think now's the time to uh, everybody get together and and get a jump on things here so we can – hit the ground running. When when Joe Mazzulla walks through that door on October 3rd, we aren't learning things for the first time. We aren't introducing ourselves, reintroducing ourselves for the first time. So uh, it's good to see. It's good to hear. It's good to see all the pictures. I think most guys are in there. Now, very obviously, uh, I don't know if you can see this right here on the YouTube. That's a spider just making its way down into my... You're not getting paid for this show, buddy. You got to get on out of here. Eh, crawl around the floor for a little bit. All right. I don't want to kill the spider. I think spiders have use. I'm not just don't get in front of my camera. My camera. All right. Uh, I know Malcolm Brogdon hasn't gotten in there. And there's a lot of talk. 
it's been a lot of talk with really no new information. If you listen to the podcast where Gary Washburn was talking, he he was he was saying the same thing that I've been saying. He's working off the same information that I have that all the other beat reporters have. He wasn't working on anything new. Here's the little guide to aggregation. Aggregation sites. So when someone uh if you read a lot of the blogs. Now I come from the blogging world. I started redsarmy.com way back in 2006. So I made my, I got my start aggregating, right? I made a little bit of a living aggregating. I know what it's like to aggregate, but there's an ethical way to do it. You see a lot of these very popular Twitter sites, uh, Twitter, Twitter accounts that will post a quote and say, you know, Gary Washburn says, and it's one line and it just gets retweeted, retweeted in an hour long episode. Uh, Gary Washburn talked about Malcolm Brogdon for a couple of minutes and it was those couple of minutes that just blew up. No context, no nothing. And when an aggregator, and that's just someone whose job it is to take what other people say, people do it with my podcast too. Anytime I propose any sort of uh, anything, anytime I had given opinion or a strong opinion on any particular player or uh, what I think should happen, chances are some level of aggregation site's going to pick it up and and run with it. They do that to all the podcasts. They do it to all the beat writers. So when you see it happening in in on an aggregation site, a blog or, or wherever, if all it has to be is something somebody said at that on that day, it doesn't have to be something new. Take the the uh, Damian Lillard stuff. It's a constant flow of aggregation, taking one quote and it blowing up and people all commenting. Cause a lot of people follow the aggregation sites. Cause it's a nice catch all, right? Those places get all the things. And that was my pitch when I was telling people to read Red's army, read Red's and I will have for you all of the things that everybody said everywhere. My job is to take all of it and put it here. You just come here and I'll have it all for you. And you can pick what, what you want, and what you don't want. Now, redsarmy.com is gone. Other sites have taken, you know, gone from there. We weren't the first to aggregate. Um, I'm not saying it that way, but uh, that is why aggregation is po- popular. But I want you to understand that. When someone takes what Gary said, Gary said it on a podcast this week. Yeah, but it was nothing new. We knew the last time we spoke to Joe Mazzula that that Malcolm Brogdon was pissed off. That was in in uh, July. And the part that was left out of the aggregation was Gary saying he was pissed off in July. Is he still pissed off in September? I don't know. He literally said that in the podcast. He said, I don't know if he's still pissed off. But that gets left out as the aggregation goes along. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Maybe he'll come into camp. Uh, maybe he'll show up next Monday, uh, a week from Monday, and be like, yeah, I'm fine. I don't understand why. I was upset. Now, now I'm fine. I get it. I talked to everybody. I get it. We're good. So Brogdon's not there yet, but he doesn't have to be. He still has time to show up. Um, he's a pro he's been around in the league for a long time. 
doesn't have to be there. He knows when he's supposed to show up and he'll show up when he does. And as long as he's there on time, as long as he's there for media day, and as long as he's there ready to play on that following Tuesday, then he should be no problem. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but I'm kind of done with the Malcolm Brogdon speculation. Unless somebody comes out and says, Malcolm Brogdon said today, blah, 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 blah. Then in that case, I will believe in the blah, 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 blah. Until then, everybody's going to have an opinion. He says something. Somebody says something. We all talk about it. It's, it's done. It's over. There was nothing really new. Ramona Shelburne had like a little tiny nugget, but that was it. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see, but it's good to see all the guys in there. It's nice to see. I think this is, this has been an off season that just the Brogdon stuff aside, I feel like this off season has been a little, I don't know, a little something extra, a little, you know, I don't want to say taken more seriously because it implies that guys weren't taking it seriously before, but I can't think of another way to put it. The, the level of seriousness, as much as it was, they were taking things seriously before. I do think that has ramped up a little bit. I do think Tatum and Brown and finding each other and working out together. I think that means they're ramping up how seriously they take it. They took it very seriously before, but I think they're taking it even more seriously now. I think all of these guys showing up early and being in that gym, I think it just goes to show how seriously they are taking it. Uh, I think this is as good a sign as you're going to get that this Celtics team wants to come in here and get off to a good start and is approaching this season as championship or bust. So... That's the kind of opinion that gets aggregated. All right, we'll come back with Buddy Heald and whether the Celtics should have any interest. We'll talk about that next. First, today's show brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. When you go there, you're going to find shorts that are amazing. They look amazing. Uh, super comfortable as the 14 year old likes to tell me he loves them. He feels great. He wears them all the time. He stole them from me. Uh, maybe they came in a little size too small for me. And then that's why, and I shouldn't say they came in a size too small. I think I asked for a size that, uh, I am no longer. And I was being a little optimistic about when I'd be able to fit into them. Not with the 14 year old around. He took them and he looks great. They look great. He's wearing them to school. Hey, he's a freshman in high school. And these bird dogs, I'm sure, are going to get noticed by all the right people that he wants them, who wants, uh, he wants to notice them. Look, bird dog shorts uh, fit better than regular shorts because they're not made of that stiff, restricting cotton. They invented this cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a nice slim fit around the, the uh, thigh. You get a nice sculpted look. You don't have to sacrifice movement. And you can wear them all day because they got this anti-stink sweat wicking fabric keeps you cool and dry all day so you're running around in the morning you can have a morning workout in your bird dogs you can dry off in the car get to where you need to go and those will be fine now you might not be fine but your bird dogs will be fine that's for sure go play golf with them in the morning come home 
do what you got to do. Hop on out, go to that date. You can still wear the same bird dogs. They're functional for any occasion. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or use the promo code locked on NBA at checkout. You get a free bird dogs water bottle. They've been giving away this cool stuff. They get this cool bird dogs hat. This is nice to wear with your bird dogs when you're, you're out golfing. There's still time to get out there and golf. This is a nice golfing hat. Uh, bring your water bottle with you. You're cool. Bird dogs got you covered with everything you need for your day. Uh, birddogs.com slash lockdown NBA. Use the promo code lockdown NBA at checkout. You're going to get a bunch of cool stuff. You're going to look great. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you that. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Lockdown NBA your second listen? Lockdown NBA has got the whole league covered. Everything you want around the NBA. I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. So check out the Lockdown NBA podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Buddy Heald and the Indiana Pacers unable to reach an extension agreement. So they have decided to move on, explore a trade. Well, the Celtics have an open roster spot. They have players. They have issues. Perhaps, uh, you know, they're, they're, Joe Mazzulla is obsessed with the three-pointer. Buddy Heald is one of the best three-point shooters uh, in the league. Top, what, two, three, four, five, however you want to rank them. Doesn't make sense for the Celtics to have any interest in Buddy Heald. I suggest there is not. I don't think the Celtics want Buddy Heald. I don't think, um, well, they might have some interest. I don't know exactly. I haven't asked anybody about it, but uh, they might say, hey, what would it take? Well, how serious are you? How desperate are you? Uh, the, could the Celtics piece together salary? to move and get Buddy Heald? Uh, I don't think so. Not without messing up uh, their rotation. It would basically have to be Malcolm Brogdon. Are the Celtics so desperate with Malcolm Brogdon that they would turn and look to Buddy Heald? Uh, no, no. And, and Adam Himmelsbach in the Globe, said that the Celtics aren't looking to trade him any more than they're looking to trade anybody else, which means uh, most guys are on the table, uh, except for Jalen Brown, who can't be on the table, Jason Tatum, who shouldn't be on the table, and Kristaps uh, Porzingis, whom they just traded for and wouldn't be on the table. I guess everybody else is on the table for the right right deal. Uh, but that doesn't leave a whole lot of, lot of money. And positionally, the Celtics... Yeah, could they use a shooter? Everybody could use a shooter. Everybody can use an elite shooter, but his defense is so bad that I don't think I don't think that's that's where the Celtics want to uh and, and I don't think they want to commit to the kind of money if he's not happy with what Indiana's offering him, whatever that is. I don't know that the Celtics are gonna offer him much more. The Celtics are on the top end of what they can spend right now as it is. This year, they are just three million away from the uh, the second apron. Next year, they'd be over it at this point. And next year, Jalen Brown's money kicks in. So, if Buddy Heald is going to be on the on the books long term, now I mean he makes a little bit less than Malcolm Brogdon right now, but I don't think that he's the guy you want to commit 
commit to because the, that money, Derek White's money, Robert Williams' money, we're talking about guys who make seven figures, all right? Uh, eight figures, eight figures. Those those guys are, um, look, you got Porzingis next season. I'm talking about next season. Porzingis for 29.2, Tatum for 34.8, Brown 52.4 basically, Brogdon 22.5, White 18.8, uh, Rob 12.4, Al dips down to 9.5. That's a lot of top-heavy salary. I don't think the Celtics are looking to add a flawed player on a long-term deal with one elite skill but not much else. I don't think they're looking to pay that kind of money. You can pay a lot less. Okay, so Buddy Heald shoots 42% from three. Great, elite. You can get somebody that shoots 38% from three for a lot less. And the difference between 42 and 38 is a couple of free of three-pointers a game, one or two, one and a half. Uh, it's, it's not so massive that you're going to pay whatever it is that Buddy Heald, uh, he's so insulted at the deal that Indiana is is offering him. I don't think he's going to take, I don't think the Celtics are going to offer him anything. Now, if you want to say, hey, we'll take him, uh, he comes off the books a year sooner than, what, let, me, let me just double check his salary because uh, I think he comes off the books a year sooner than um, Malcolm Brogdon, but of course I can't find the Indiana Pacers on this cap sheet at all. It's almost like they can't exist. Oh, because they're way at the bottom. <laughs> so Buddy Heald is going into an expiring contract. That's so they could say this is a way for next season. We just trade for Buddy Heald this season, go all out, and then next season he walks. Eh, okay. Uh, but you're crushing yourself at point guard. You're absolutely crushing yourself at point guard. Unless you bring back uh, somebody like, I don't know, pick pick a point guard. You can bring back, what, TJ McConnell? I don't know who else you're going to bring back uh, in the deal there. It if, if it is McConnell, then it's another short guy. Uh, and he's on the books next year for 9.3. So you could say, ah, you know, we could let Buddy Heald walk and you get McConnell. It doesn't, I don't like McConnell, that combination of D White and TJ McConnell. You want, I think I want somebody with a little bit more size uh, on the perimeter. But point is, I, I, I just can't find the fit. I can't find the, the mix here where it makes sense. Um, the only thing I can think of is if Malcolm Brogdon walks into camp and is like middle fingers up in the air, Guns blazing. I don't want to play here anymore. And nothing better materializes. Then yeah. Then then yeah, Buddy Heald could could be a decent option. But that is that is the absolute last thing I expect. I don't expect Malcolm Brogdon to to be like that. I think he even if he is pissed off still, I think he would keep it together. I think he understands it's in his best interest to come to Boston, play like he normally plays, and try to win a championship because uh, the Celtics are going to try to trade him probably next summer, and he'll he'll have to. Then he'll be a uh, an unrestricted free agent, and he'll 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 want to find 
another home for another contract. And he, he just doesn't want to be the type of guy that makes any waves. So uh, it, it would be so out of character for, for Brogdon that that's, that's the only scenario that I see. And in that case, uh, I, I can't even realistically see that scenario happening. So Buddy Heald, a trade for Buddy Heald uh, is out. Is he really 30 years old? Wow. I just saw he's listed at 30 years. old. Wow. I did not realize that he was 30 years old. Why did I think he was younger? I thought he was going to be like 27. I guess he came into the league older. So, well, then definitely no. Then definitely no. Uh, so, yeah, I'm out. I'm out on Buddy Heald. I'm in on you all coming to Boston or going to a Celtics game on the road. Let's uh, talk next about a little bit of a, a guide. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a guide to the TD Garden and some of the arenas I like and don't like around the NBA. We'll talk about that next. Uh, first, today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. DoorDash, hey, you know what DoorDash is. DoorDash is going to get you anything you want. Not just food, not just delivery on your food. You, you're missing syrup for your pancakes. You just run out, run out of coffee or... Uh, your whatever DoorDash grocery delivery. You can get what you want right when you need it. You know, you open up the fridge and you go, Oh damn, I am completely out of food. If you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door, DoorDash grocery delivery can stock you up for the week or for that last minute craving. If you've burnt your last piece of toast, if your avocados have gone bad, if the hot sauce bottle is empty, just try grocery deliveries from DoorDash. You get exactly what you ordered or they will make it right. Sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them out yourself, and they've got thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You'll find the best in your neighborhood. Boost your local economy. You want even more value? You can save on your grocery and restaurant favorites with zero delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass membership and with easy substitutions right in the app. Best-in-class customer support. DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order. That sounds great. Up to $20 value when you use the code LOCKDOWNNBA at checkout. Limited time offer. Terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20. No minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash, DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKDOWNNBA. Don't forget, that's LOCKDOWNNBA as your promo code for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Remember, next week is the last week before Media Day. I'll be there at Media Day. I will be there at practices. If you're new to the show, just joining, I'm there. I am part of the Celtics beat. You're never going to find this level of inside information five days a week. It's just you got to make Lockdown Celtics part of your regular rotation. Since it's Friday, and I was like, you know, let me let me just instead of belaboring a point about something, let me just get into the mailbag. I had a couple of questions here, starting with Dustin, who said, my wife and I are going to begin trips to watch the Celtics play in each stadium. Wondering what your favorite or least favorite arenas are, what factors play into that, what's your favorite seat level to watch the game. And then uh, I got a question from Lindsay, who is going to be there in the preseason, wants to know if she can come over and say hi. All right, let's start. Let's start with that. Lindsay, everybody, anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you hear my voice right now and you're at the game and you want to say hi, come say hi. 
The media section is section 19. It's right by the tunnel where the players uh, exit. So there's the Celtics bench. Then there's the tunnel. And then there's a big set of benches. You When you go to the arena, you'll see, hey, those seats look different. There's a bunch of tables there. That's where the media sits. I'm there. Now, sometimes I might not be at my seat. But if you see me at my seat, come say hi. Uh, I'm more than happy to say hi to anybody that wants to come by, all of the listeners. I want to say thank you to you. So don't, you know, if you're, if you're in the arena and you're like, oh, I should have come and said hi. But like, yeah, because I want to personally thank you for listening to the show. All right, let's get to Dustin because I want to incorporate the TD Garden here and all of these road arenas. So let, let's start on the road. Uh, my, my least favorite arenas on the road. Now, I have not been to all of them. So if I look down the list, just going down the list of teams, I've not been to, I haven't been to Cleveland. I have not been to Atlanta, uh, not been to Toronto uh, or Detroit. So I've not been to those arenas in, in, in the East, in the West. I have not been to Memphis, though I'm going to change that this year. Uh, I have not been to Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Utah, and San Antonio. I've been to San Antonio, the city, but I have not been to the arena for a game. So those, I, because of my job, because when I was starting at Mass Live, we split road games, and, and Tom Westerholm and I split those. I just didn't go to all of the games. And now I don't travel to all of the road games uh, with Boston Sports Journal. So, but I do go to some. So my least favorite of the ones that I've been to, I think Miami's arena sucks. Uh, it's it's old. It's a it's all like concrete. It's it's the very old style. Uh, the the jumbotron is very not jumbo. I don't like that arena at all. Um, and the the you know. The, the lower level crowd is always late. It's just, I, I don't like the uh, Miami arena at all. Uh, Washington is a very generic arena. Uh, I've been to games in Washington as a fan and as a, uh, a member of the media. Uh, I remember specifically when I was there as a fan, uh, it, I was thinking like, wow, this game, this place is generic. It's just, ugh. Um, and I think MSG, MSG is overrated. I just think it's overrated. I, a lot, I know a lot of people, a lot of players, they love going to MSG. Um, I just, I don't know. I think it's overrated. That's, that's my take. Now, arenas that I like. I love going to Philly games on the road. Philly road games for the Celtics, it just speaks to me. I love being on the road where the, the home crowd is hostile uh, you're not going to find a more hostile crowd towards the Celtics than those in Philadelphia. More than the Lakers, more than New York, Philadelphia hates Boston. Philly hates Boston, and I love it. So if you are of that mindset, then go to a game in Philly. It is nuts. Uh, underrated, uh, underrated arena, Sacramento. Underrated. That crowd is great. The arena is is fairly new. the 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 uh, the scoreboard, the jumbotron, is amazing. Uh, I would if you if you want a a good like Sacramento gets a bad rap. I like it. I like Sacramento. It's not glitzy. It's just you know it's a it's just a regular old city. Nothing special about it. But 
nothing horrible about it. Places to eat are decent. The bars are decent. The state, the stadium, I like the crowd in the stadium is great. Uh, it's and, and the team is fun to watch. So get yourself to a Sacramento game. If you, if you're out there and you want something kind of different Sacramento, obviously from Sacramento, you can go to the chase center. Chase center is brand new. It's a palace. That screen is like a football field. It's ridiculous. That place is as high tech as it gets. Uh, amazing in a like technological advancement kind of way. And it's, uh, you know, that scene when in uh, Gladiator when they go to the Coliseum for the first time and that one guy says, I did not know man could build such things. It's kind of how I think of the Chase Center. in uh, New Orleans, just because I love the city. The arena is actually not that great, but the city is the best. So um, I'm, I'm all for just go to a game in New Orleans. Go to a game in New Orleans, enjoy all the food. And uh, the arena, the arena is all right. This is whatever. Uh, but as for, as for the TD garden, uh, let me give you a quick kind of, if you're trying to get to a game in the TD garden, and I'll answer the question about what seats do you like? Obviously the seats, the best seats are the middle of the floor. So you don't have to like strain and look or, or have a weird angle. So anything around the middle of the floor, um, I'm okay being, I want to be higher up. I don't want to be. I don't actually want to be at that courtside level necessarily uh, because I personally, I like to see plays unfold. So I like to be, if you're at the garden now where I sit in section 19, I'm forced to sit there. It's not where I would choose to sit um, anywhere in the loge one, two, actually it kind of wraps around. So loge one is in the middle. Loge two is, is next to it. And loge 21 is on the other side of it. So it starts at one, wraps all the way around, goes to 21. Um, but 21, one, and two are on the uh, bench side of the arena. Uh, 11, 12, and 13 are on the other side of the arena. Those are your loge seats that are in the middle. The higher part of the loge seats where you get to the club seats are the best because I like to see, you know, you can see everything, but you're still close enough to get a good sense of where, uh, how big guys are and what's going on. The, the club seats uh, obviously are pretty nice. If you want to get up to the balcony, same idea, 301, 302, 303 in the TD Garden. But on the other side, 330 is, is in that mix as well. Those are kind of like your middle. So basically 330 to 303 um, are your – 330 is the last one, 301, 302, 303 on the bench side. And then it's 314, 15, 16, 17 on the other side. If you're at the lower level, like right at the first row, those seats are a little bit cheaper, but those seats are pretty good uh, for the cheaper seats. Nothing's cheap. But those that's where you kind of want to be. The place you want to avoid, I think, is directly behind the basket and low. Like So low 17 and 18 and low 7 and 8 on the other side. So 17 and 18 are on the Celtic side of the floor. Seven and eight are on the other side of the floor. Lower to the basket. I hate those seats because you got the basket in the way. You, you can't see down the other end of the floor. You're missing out. So I don't like those seats right behind the basket on the lower level, lower level. If you're going to be behind the basket, be up high because then you could see what's happening on the other end of the floor. You could always watch the screen, 
but you're at a game. You don't want to be watching the screen. I watch the screen sometimes because I want to see plays develop. I'm analyzing the game. You want to be drunk and happy and eating and, and cheering and losing your mind. Uh, so you don't want to be in those, those low, low, low seats. Um, I don't mind the corner seats, but so if you're going to a game, uh, you're near the North end. If you're going to be in Boston, uh, you can go into the North end and eat. There are plenty of great places. There's obviously some great spots there. If you're staying and you want to maybe save a few bucks, you can stay in Cambridge. Cambridge is right over the river and, uh, a car a taxi, uh, even if you're near a red line, you can take a, a train into the game uh, and and maybe save a few bucks in your hotel. Don't stay near the arena. You can stay a little further away and be fine. Boston's a small city. Uh, you can even stay over to, towards the Fenway Park area. Now that the season is basically is over, um, you're not you don't have to worry about playoff baseball with the Celt with the with the uh, Red Sox. So. Uh, if you want to stay over in that general area, you can get to the garden pretty quickly still. So don't stay near the garden. Stay, You can stay a little further away, and it's not too bad. Uh, you can get to the game, a 7.30 game. Uh, if you, if you, you can get in there pretty early and, and see guys warming up. Um, it's, a nice, it's a nice thing. If you bring kids in, get in there early and, and watch the warm-ups. That's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. There, there are some cool places right next door if you want to go out afterwards. All of Causeway Street, you got bars up and down Causeway Street. Uh, be careful. Some of those bars are are like super, super popular and super young. If you're an older person, you want to go uh, a little, you want to go someplace a little bit different. You maybe want to head on over to the other part of town. You want to go to the south end. Uh, the south end of Boston, is, it's, it's really... You're like I said, bought the, the garden is in the north end, but you want to go to the south end. South end is like casual, quiet, adult time. Um, across the street from the garden is crazy, um, more youthful. So, but hey, if you're in your 20s and 30s, you want to party right across the street from the garden, go for it. A little bit of a tip, a little bit of a guide. The games are coming up. You're probably just buying your tickets. You want to know what what's what's up. Uh, but there's you know. Go for it. Go have fun. People ask me all the time, where should I go? It's like, no, just go. Uh, the only thing you want to do, you want to take your picture with, with Bill Russell's statue. That's at City Hall Plaza. You want to take your picture with the Red Arback statue. That's in uh, the Quincy Market, the outside in Quincy Market on one of the benches uh, on up towards the aquarium. Uh, those are the two pictures that you want to take if you're walking around. Otherwise, enjoy the city. Walker, the city, like I said, is small. There's plenty to plenty of opportunities to walk and go enjoy and have some fun get up to boylston street newberry street all of that touristy but yeah go have fun uh all right hope you've had fun here on the lockdown celtics podcast uh in hope you've enjoyed the show uh as usual go check out our friendly sponsors bird dogs the promo code is locked on nba at birddogs.com slash locked on nba uh you also want to go check out doordash and use that code locked on NBA to get 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Go check that out. I would love it if you everydayers, people who are with me on a daily basis, if you want to help me out and help grow the show, spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast. It's right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.